Okay. Um, so, uh, Crypto Sai unfortunately is unable to make uh, this this podcast tonight. But the good thing about that is, whenever he does miss an episode, he, he's on vacation right now. But um, if he was a he's a into parapsychology, so when you're a big parapsychology guy, he educates the Twitter timeline on it a lot. You can re- pretty much be anywhere you want. You know, like in in spirit, his conscience could be here right now. He's pretty much here, so um, I'll be able to ask questions. It's like a cloud storage thing between me and yeah. his brain. So he, he's here. He's fine. He's probably tuning in somehow. But uh, um, you know, the re- another little backstory was we were supposed to record last night, and I was unable to get off work in time because I work a job where I, I never know what time I get off. But um, you know, it, it's, it's sad. It's, it's demoralizing when you're working, you know, 14 hours straight and you had, you had plans and you didn't know that you were going to work 14 hours. And, uh, you know, it, it really makes me mad because my, my company, you know, I, I bust my ass for the company almost six years. And, uh, when I tell them, Hey, I gotta go, I gotta do my monkey pox podcast. <laughs> crickets, nothing. You know, get yeah, back to work. Not a good excuse. No, no, I, you know, I, I just, it, I, I guess I got to go to another. Well, did you tell them it was a public health emergency, though? I didn't. No, I, you know, what? That, and that's, that's on that me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's on me. Next time, next time. So, from the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. Crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding Cause we might get caught up in a riot Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Know you love to see it, dudes rocking Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? Nonetheless, um, but we're joined by a special guest, your fifth time on this show. I had to count earlier, but uh, fifth time on this show, first guest ever. Uh, we're going to call her now Alexandra Gutentag now is what we're, we're going to call her. Always Alex G. Is it really show. the fifth time? You know, my counting's not the best. I so. thought it was the, maybe the fourth time. Yeah, well, you know. Were they all memorable, Alex? To you, I don't know. You know, I, I were they, were they, were they? Were they? <laughs> Maybe you're like, well, there, you know, there was, there was, you know, there was only three, really. You know, but no, uh, no, I, uh, I have it counted as, as, as four. I mean, okay. you know, one of them was well, in 2020, and like, I guess year, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I was thinking it was only that, that much too. But uh, she's uh, Tablet Magazine, Compact Magazine, and um, what I wanted to ask you first and foremost was. Tucker Carlson tonight. What the heck? Mm-hmm. How did that? I mean, what? Walk me through that. Um, which part of it? <laughs> Just, I mean, like you find out you're going to be on there. Then what? Um, then I got very nervous. I mean, I'm nervous for this. So <laughs> what? <laughs> imagine. <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flattered. Just imagine. But... um to yeah i I, it was a great opportunity but yeah definitely very nerve-wracking when you think a lot of people are watching you um right before it's like you're because they do it in studio so it's other shows will have people on zoom phone in Mm -hmm. but um tucker carlson is all in studio so i had to get 
like a car came to take me to the studio. Right. <laughs> um, and then uh, you're just sitting there waiting and you can hear the show. So Marty McCary was before me. So I was like listening to his wow. thing. And then I kept just completely, I was like, okay, I have no idea what I'm going to say now after listening to that. Now I've completely forgotten why I'm here or what my thing I was supposed to say was. But then when it went live to me, I remembered and it was fine. But yeah, I definitely yeah. wouldn't recommend the experience if, if you, unless you just love the spotlight or you love public speaking and stuff, then it's for you. But, did anyone yeah. say anything to you that you never thought would ever see you doing what you're doing? I mean, you don't have to get the specifics, but did you get like, hey, I saw you. What the hell? What, what was that? You know, you're on TV. Okay. I did have someone contact me from many years ago that I knew from a school I used to work at, not my last school. Um, just texted me like, hey, I saw you on Tucker last night. <laughs> and I thought that... So I thought for them, and then so this other teacher had seen it too, right. and she said, oh, he told me because he watches every night. And I thought for them, they would think it was like the most bizarre thing that I had been on mm -hmm. because we're not in touch. So they don't know anything yeah. about my life that's happened. Right. Um, and he can't but, tell anybody that he saw you on Tucker at the teacher's place because then they'll fire him for watching Tucker. Maybe, Ross, yeah. Right? <laughs> so he has to keep that a secret. He can't tell anyone he saw you except you. But yeah. I was almost, I felt like, oh, this must be shocking for you. I must have a lot to explain. <laughs> yeah. But they just seemed like, oh, it was cool you were on TV, you know? Yeah, because that would trip me out if it was like my friend from like eight years ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, he's on Tucker, you know? But I guess if you're kind of just a, like a pure normie to you, it's just, yeah. oh, my friend was on TV. That's funny. <laughs> but I could, but no, I, okay, I, first off, I did say that. I was like, hey, somebody I knew was on Tucker to like somebody I know who watches it. And they're like, yeah. Or not watches it, but just like knows who he is and maybe sees like clips and is a like a conservative and it's like, wait, what? Like, I like you're addressing you're so like nonchalant about knowing somebody who's on the Tucker show. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you know, like you just know, like it's it's, yeah. it's crazy. And um, yeah, and like you and and Jeremy Lafredo was on like a couple weeks later. I was just oh, like, yeah. this is tripping me out. Like, I'm this is like just people I see, and then there's been Twitter people that I know that their tweets will be put on there. It's like it's the. Sometimes you wonder, you think you're shouting into the void sometimes of just the same people. And then you're like, wait, no, this is uh, people see this, you know, yeah. one way or another. It's kind of kind of weird. But I would say it's just a life thing. Um, you know, if I had ever imagined something like that happening in the past or a year ago or two years ago, that would seem so wild yeah. and crazy. Oh, um, yeah. But then once it happens, you're like, yeah, that's just part of life. You go on to Carlson. Just, you know it just seems normal you don't feel like yeah uh any way it's just i'm you're more i was more focused on like i remember you know the the guy in the studio who was like the technician right, <laughs> than right. anything else so and, and also you know you know next time next time it happens you'll have like your agent with like the iced coffee walking around like ordering people around you know like you you'll be just just you know off in your own world like just let me know when i'm mm. on you know like you, you'll you'll be ready next time you'll have it all yeah i'll be ready i'll be more prepared <laughs> have it all prepared but anyways down down to business guys uh the um before we get into to the, the current thing uh let's talk about one of the older things the covid um if anyone's ever heard of it the uh you've been covering it better than anybody i've i've ever seen personally and uh for the longest time and with the uh 
with the same amount of intensity and uh, most consistency uh, than mo than most. So uh, one thing that we had been seeing floating around, and we talk about the, the uh, mRNA vaccines on here a lot, is that when I, I kind of did a, a quick gulp, like, oh my gosh, that like people, under, you know, babies under six months are going to be able to get, you know. It was six months to five years. Six to months under to four. Oh, okay. to under five. To, yeah. So under five, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, terrible. But, uh, you know, and, 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 and like, when does that <laughs> it's change? It's fine. Right? It's fine. They're yeah. over six months. Yeah. It's totally fine. <laughs> so, so then, even then, it's like, all right, um, you know, a year from now, can we get it down to three months, guys? You know, like, can we, can we, can we get them, you know? <laughs> uh first three months of their life you know first 90 days like a work probationary period like can we can we get them in but anyways what was good about that and you'll have to clarify the numbers on this there was not a lot of uh participation in that at least right yeah i think it's something like three percent it mm. it might have gone up to four percent but um the last i read was three percent and so that means 97% of kids six months old to just under five did not get it. Their parents did not get it. And what I heard was a lot of pediatricians were not recommending it basically. Yeah. yeah. And that's, the, that's interesting. That, that's interesting to be honest. And the pediatricians. a lot of like respect to pediatricians and everything, but a big part of their job is giving kids yeah. vaccines. So more than any other doctor, I would say. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it is interesting that they were like, no. Um, but yeah, the other funny thing about the fact that only 3% of those children got it was that in the FDA meeting, the um, vaccine and related biological product advisory committee that they convene for every approval where they have their expert mm -hmm. advisors review the data and there's presentations from the companies and from the CDC. Um, they cited the public comment segment in that meeting, which happened on June fifteenth. For the and on June fourteenth, they also discussed it um, in the public comment section. There were many, many parents who were begging them for approval, mm -hmm. and who were saying that they had done things like not let their toddler see anyone for two years not seen family not gone on like vacations oh had babies and stuff never and toddlers never go to the grocery store never have any unmasked indoor interaction with anyone <laughs> and wow. there's a time right before the vote and right after the vote in these meetings and several advisors cited the parent comments as a reason for approval and in case it's not clear that is not a regulatory basis for approval like because people want it is not a reason to authorize a product so um mm. and that is, was also a tiny obviously tiny tiny segment of the parent population and i would say there was it was mostly women there was like one guy i was so mostly mothers and most what? of them were like mds or phds right and of they said they had to tell you that you know i think I, they, I think i've seen all of them i've quote tweeted almost all of them on twitter i bet <laughs> so all, almost all of them i think it's just fascinating that parent desire was used to justify the authorization but the parents really did not desire it overall and they said multiple times like 
things to the effect that we need to approve this to liberate those children. Um, even though they acknowledged the risk to those children was very small, the fact that their parents were basically inflicting these like Damn. crazy social and psychological consequences um, was sort of this emotional blackmail that was used to pressure the advisors into saying okay to the this product. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the real black pill scary part of a lot of this is that like it's basically when you know you'll hear people mistakenly say like well i got the vaccine because you know the lockdowns would end and the masks would yeah. end and that's essentially what parents are doing for their children or or what people are saying to ray well we need to get these approved because parents are locking down their children which i i'll say this right now i don't think most of those parents were like separating their kids that much like honestly i bet you like maybe only a couple of them were in that yeah. middle of the Venn diagram where it's like really want it sad that I can't, you know, that, that it's not recommended, but I'm going to separate it from society. I'm, I'm hoping I'm wishfully thinking that most of the parents were like, screw it. We'll, we'll revisit that. I mean, this is a sad thing to say. We'll revisit this in a couple years. Like, you know, and that's the mm -hmm. sad part is the minute they need to go to any kind of school or, or anything that, you know, the, is other than just being in their house with their mother or father, that's when it gets scary like as the schools because i don't know what the situation is for like even colleges and stuff i remember there were people who listened to the show that were saying i have to take a booster to attend yeah a school in the uc system you know yeah. and it's like man a booster like not even just the like performative two-shot routine that like you know i say that in a sense where it's like you just get it to stay in the system but it's like no they need you to be updated on shots as that i'll be probably the healthiest yeah. part of your life like you know or like the least <laughs> like the most immune part of your life yeah i wasn't very yeah. healthy in college but yeah the you know none, none, that was by choice From, like but, the flu you were pretty yeah. well and, off <laughs> uh, my terrain was a bit thrown off yeah in college yeah just but uh, yeah. <laughs> but the okay, the yeah it's not i mean i don't think that there will be a mandate for those kids right that age um the only place I saw still doing a mandate for kids 12 and up really was is Washington, D.C. Um, is moving forward with it. And it's like 40 percent of the African-American students in that district are of that age are not vaccinated. Mm. Um, so if they put them online, it's going to be, you know, majority of the kids online are going to be African-American. And it's it's a terrible look. So. Hopefully right. they get pushed back and they don't move forward. Um, yeah, that's a tough one to carry on with. Like when you're like, yeah, it is what it is, guys. You know, you can't really do that. Yeah, but what <laughs> what ha the California mandates and like the LA mandate and the mandates up here are kind of dead. But what they did was they pushed a lot of kids um, 12 and up to get vaccinated who would ha not have otherwise been vaccinated which is, in my opinion, completely coercive and unethical. And yeah. I've heard school staff say, like, well, even if it doesn't stick, at least we got them more kids vaccinated. Sure. It's like, how can, okay, what, sorry. I just don't know how you could say, at least we coerced them into doing yeah. something they didn't want to do. That's the bright side <laughs> of our failed mandate. The, um, yeah, they really, they're really not, like, 
the coercive is like you know in every other part of society especially in like 2022 that's a very like whoa coerced what do you mean you know like let's stop stop the press what happened you know yeah. but then it, with like vaccines it's like oh good yeah no they needed them slap them on the side of the head idiots you know <laughs> like yeah fold them down matter. like deliver it to their house like you know like just with an app like just pr- prick them yeah. inside with their phone charger or something people like come up with these insane you know some people even say hey put it in the food right you know so there's there's been people who say that and um i'm glad i don't really know any of those people or at least people who feel comfortable to shout that around me um but it was uh it was real scary for a while i I remember like i i like as far as covid vaccines go i I feel pretty okay about you know the worst being behind us as far as the looming threat of a mandate but i okay maybe i'm maybe i'm speaking too soon but i i don't I don't think the panic of COVID is is widespread enough anymore. Now, we're, eventually, we'll get into something that might may happen uh, in in its place. But you know, as far as COVID goes, it's like it feels it's quite the journey. <laughs> it was quite the journey navigating <laughs> around that. Uh, I mean, you you were one of the people I spoke to the whole time during that, and there were a few other people when we're just like any day now, guys. You know, like when the yeah, when those, yeah I just remember like you know I, I was willing to fight it tooth and nail. I mean, you you definitely too. But like the the uh, I was ready to go live in the woods, like truly. Like I was like, this is I'm ready to just this is my thing. This is what I'm this is the hill I'm dying on. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't have to. Yeah, I was definitely imagining worst case scenarios, but I'm glad it's behind us for you didn't want to see the Google search during like the month (laughs) where like where it was just like people I might have been on a watch list of like where how do I disappear from the world? You know, like like, like, how do I how do I you know like born identity myself with like a you know get just go leave. I I, that was that was wild. But yeah, I mean, you know, I I do still feel bad and as always, you know, you've started covering like the children side of especially like schools and stuff. But uh Yeah, yeah, I think I mean I think the mandates unless you're a college student and they keep a booster mandate and hopefully they don't add another booster, but um, I think the mandates are dead. I think even just today, a federal judge might have said that the government has to give military personnel or the uh, Mm. religious exemptions has to respect them. They already fired like thousands of people. So I don't know how that's going to work. But yeah, the FDA and Pfizer and Moderna are still moving forward with endless boosters, even though yeah. I don't think they'll be mandated. But they just bought the U.S. government just agreed to buy 66 million um, doses of reformulated booster for the fall yeah. from Moderna for one point seven billion dollars. And they agreed to buy one hundred and five million new boosters from Pfizer for three point two billion dollars all taxpayer money and these new reformulated boosters don't have any clinical trials and there's no plan for them to have any clinical trials Mm -hmm. and they're using purely the um the antibody testing data to say that they're effective and the fda came up with something called like the future framework where Mm -hmm. they can put out new boosters for new variants so using scary. that same model um, without any clinical trial. Is that just like a permanent EUA essentially almost like just, just like basically an evergreen EUA um, or even it feels like maybe EUA, it's even better than that. It would like, be like can... a permanent, like every six months or a year, the companies could come up with their reformulated product mm. um, and not have to go through any trials. 
like any whatsoever. Yeah, it, it just say we gave it to 200 people and then we tested their neutralizing antibody titers and they were higher mm -hmm. than the people, higher than, I don't know, any other group, like maybe themselves yeah. before or maybe some other group of people who only had the first four boosters. <laughs> Yeah, and, they're, and they're they, lifers to begin with. I mean, they're they're just that's yeah. like a, that's like a yearly event for them. They have an advent calendar with chocolate in it for the the day that the booster date comes and stuff. Like, they but told, uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm know. not hesitant to say at that point it's a safety issue because you haven't proved. Well, it's already a safety issue, but like at that point, it's a real safe, like right, unambiguously a safety issue because you have not actually proved clinical benefit. Yeah, you have just proved like some other measure and they'll say so if you're a true believer you would say well um the antibody levels correspond to immunity yeah okay yeah sure in models the antibody levels correspond to immunity and theoretically they correspond to immunity however the fda says do not use antibody levels to predict immunity the cdc says do not use antibody levels to predict immunity why did they say this? Well, they said this because people were saying, well, I have antibodies. That means I shouldn't be subjected to a vaccine mandate. So for natural immunity, they don't want those levels to be used. But for anything regarding Pfizer or Moderna, they want those levels to be used to approve new products. They also, on April 6th and on June 15th in the vaccine committee meetings, Pfizer's representative said, there is no, quote, there is no correlate of protection. Like there's no known amount of neutralizing antibody titers that they're measuring and immunity. They don't have that number. Like they don't know, they assume it predicts immunity, but they don't really know. And um, that was the whole basis for when they approved the boosters for kids five to 11. They had a tiny sample in that. Like, I want to say less than 100 kids. And they just tested their antibody levels and they said, okay, it works. And for that, they didn't even convene the FDA advisory committee. This <laughs> was so bad. And then it was also the basis on which they approved the vaccines for kids five and under. It's not like Pfizer and Moderna did not try to establish clinical efficacy. They tried. That's why they did their whole trial. But their trials really did not establish efficacy. They were supposed to establish 50% efficacy. They were lower than that. Pfizer um, had tried two doses and they failed. So they said, okay, we'll add a third one and it'll be a three-course vaccine. So what they did was they said, well, we're going to discount all the co symptomatic COVID cases we've seen in this trial before the third dose, and we'll only look at the 10 COVID cases we saw after the third dose. And in the 10 COVID cases we saw after the third dose, uh, it turns out the vaccine has 80% efficacy. But how many COVID cases were there before that dose? 365. So 95% plus of all the symptomatic COVID cases in their whole trial. And they also had like six severe COVID cases in the vaccine arm of the trial and one severe COVID case in the placebo arm. And it's two to one. So there's twice as many in the vaccine group, but that's still, yeah, that's still more <laughs> proportionally. And, and knowing how we know how it affects the, the virus itself unvaccinated on a child, how we know it actually affects them. 
you know like it's it's yeah how, how we and know the data on that was cooked to you know it was cooked so bad like you know it was like a mat you know hell's kitchen gordon ramsay yeah. situation like like it was it was so bad to where like the number they're hey my bad it was actually like 700 off of that number of kids that got severe covid you know like it yeah, was, they, they, were, so we know that they had we yeah they had um so they had like no efficacy results so they said okay well we will then instead of using a clinical trial data we will take antibody level measurements from like 200 of the kids in the trial um from a trial that started as 4500 kids and we will compare their antibody levels to the antibody levels of like 200 or i think 170 16 to 25 year olds um and see if they match and then they said okay well they have the same levels so that means the vaccine works but they did not compare them to the placebo group they didn't say we'll compare then the antibody levels of the vaccine group under five to the placebo group under five so it's just completely yeah. like crazy data it sounds so absurd to say like it sounds like i'm making it up and that's when I got suspended on Twitter. I think it just sounded like so crazy. Like it just sounds like it's completely made up, but it was just like it reported in the New York Times. Well, also, yeah, the person that runs Twitter that that screens those things probably is one of the three percent of people who got a vaccine for their child under five years old. Yeah, so. but it's just so absurd what they did. And I would yeah. say. It's relevant to the monkeypox vaccine too, because I'm pretty sure that most of when they're saying like it's 95% creates an immune response, that's based on the antibody data. That's not based on a cl clinical efficacy right. that they've observed. So this is like a weird trick that is getting pushed in all kinds of ways. Um, that people should be aware is not in any way equivalent to a traditional clinical trial. Yeah. And you know, even though, even those. Yeah. But you might not have the best standard yeah. of evidence. Let's take it even lower. Right. Exactly. What I'm yeah. saying is, is that, you know, you're not even somebody who thinks those were perfect. Like th this is noticeably worse. Yeah, like it's that's noticeably that, worse. it's and just more fast food kind of, you know, assembly line style. Just get it into people's arm yeah. situation. And, and, you know, and not to I don't even want to get too deep. I wouldn't want to get too deep on this particular topic. But, I, you know, over over the last, you know, ever since the OSHA mandate dropped and um, didn't didn't go through, you know, for a while, I was kind of like, OK, like sigh of relief. Let me for this show. Let's 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 take this somewhere else. Let's, let's, let's not become a COVID show. Let's, let's move on. And, you know, I truly, cause it's, it's sad when you see the people that can't like, here's, here's Denmark's booster numbers. You'll never believe it. You know, like people that do, it's like, I don't know, you know, I, I, people need to know certain things, but it, it's, you want to hop back to it, but you don't want to become that. And, but what brings me back to like that level of anger that I had in 2020 and a lot of 2021 mm -hmm. was Seeing somebody like Alex Jones, I guess he's set to pay forty-five million out, like for for things that he said, said yeah. with his mouth, didn't it's do. Like almost didn't, fifty. It's almost fifty million. Yeah, didn't, was, yeah. yeah, plus the the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it didn't didn't do a single thing. Like actually, with his bare hands, 
actually committed an act with his bare hands, just just yeah. shouted on a channel, which everyone forever has written off as like nonsense, right? For the most part, like most people have been like, Alex, are you kidding me, Alex Jones? Like even people who are like along the same line of thinking of him, they're like, well, he's theatrical. It's a, it's like a, yeah. a show that even though I I agree with definitely plenty of stuff with him, but it, but there's there's a theatrical element of, to it that people don't like but you know the thing that got him in trouble was with sandy hook and he has to pay money to families of people for suggesting yeah. that maybe the way their child died was not the way they died right which you know hey i don't know anything about i truly don't know anything about that to speak on the actual incident itself but it's like he's being you know it's like they're acting like he yeah. committed the act but then we have these companies like pfizer who are literally so if alex jones has to pay me 50 million dollars for lying i want money from pfizer for lying i didn't take it but like anybody who did should have to be paid money if you were if you took this under the notion that you were said that this will not spread you will not get it and you will not spread it to anybody the disease stops at you wouldn't have got me to take it either way even if that was true i wouldn't have taken it but for somebody who just has a dips doesn't even dip their toe in the water of this type of stuff yeah they'll just get it whatever they don't care um it stops yeah. there. They're just they're in good faith thinking I'm just going to stop help do my part because I've been yeah. told this for a while. They they get nothing. You can't they can't even sue for an adverse effect. Something yeah. that something that Pfizer actually did to them and stuff. Yeah. We were able to just fry Alex Jones, just absolutely fry him for for just being a conspiracy theorist. Like yeah. it, it kills me to th to think about this type of stuff that people just like gleefully smile at that stuff. Like and and just and then we just we, you could show them objective data just boom this is wrong like and just or even the way they're collecting their data even if you were to believe it is just in an unethical way i, I it makes me lose my mind yeah well i think that it's very interesting how much they want to punish him and it's, it's concerning um it doesn't make me feel less conspiratorial that's for sure like it's not like Oh, now I'll try, you know, check yeah. my opinions. Yeah. Uh, it, in fact, makes me feel like something is wrong here. That's um, what I'm saying. Like, why that, you should you really when you're like trying to move on from something, you just like brush him under the rug. You don't drop the hammer on him. Right. Yeah. Like, you don't. you don't you don't make him the the, you know the, the exam, make an example out of him. I should say like, you don't yeah. you don't do that. And I, I saw the number. I freaked out. I was like, are you that much? You know? Well, I think it sends like a message to the rest of us, you know. Big time. Um, Big time. The argument is that he, like, because of what he said, his supporters harassed the parents and caused them a lot of extra grief in their um, already distressed state. I guess the question is, yeah, I mean, just like you said. What about? <laughs> I'll do what about all day. Yeah, I don't care if it's a fallacy or not. It's true. I, I, I'm like, what's wrong with that? Like, why was lied to for straight up, like in yeah. my face for something the, I could see anecdotally was wrong? Yeah, I mean, I think the same people though who support it, like to them, it's true. Like to them, everything that the New York Times or the Washington Post has reported about COVID has been true. It hasn't been a lie, so they don't see. A problem with that yeah. and um the number of people who will say no they told us from the beginning that it was only to prevent severe disease and death and it was never what? supposed to stop infection and transmission 
when there's public comments, tons on the record, easy to find that completely contradict that. And will in fact like come to me and call me dumb and stupid and mm -hmm. like an idiot just for remembering what was said a year ago is truly at a disturbing. Town, CNN town hall meeting. Like people are acting <laughs> like it's like, show me the link, man. It's like, no, this isn't something I have to dig through 12 Google smear campaigns to get through, you know, yeah. like, like it's like, no, he said this at a town hall meeting. And I, I trust me, I've seen some of the interactions, Alex, where people say like, he okay well that's biden he's an idiot he's the president like i, I whatever what about whatever, fauci what about yeah Walensky? what about fauci what about walensky said it's the virus that... stops at you like like and and what about i mean and in the fact what about people who lost their job because they wouldn't take it i mean that's a, truly yeah. you can't look them in you cannot justify that act you're if you're telling me that that was that this is just going as planned you're justifying People always try to pin deaths on you for denying certain parts of COVID. You have to deny the, the employment losses from certain people. You have to deny yeah. the deaths from people who took the shot. You have to deny all that, which they do. But, you know, you have to deny your, your at least you have to own a lot of this stuff. And, and you know, it, it's it's uh, it's it's sad to see. It's like, you know, we we the, the, the people that punish people like Alex Jones, that can happen. And the people who do that still feel like they're losing the battle which is scary you know like i'd rather them almost feel dominant where like they, they feel like there's still this yeah. threat of like fascism that's creeping around the corner and it's but really really scary it's part of their mythology right that yeah. they're oppressed like that's how they maintain their power is by talking all the time about how yeah like there's a, this threat and they're in jeopardy that mm. is so much of how they like get away with really extreme things like the Alex Jones thing is yeah, by yeah. the constant specter of like something, you know, fascism or whatever. Ah, man. And truly, truly. Um, and uh, what's funny is, you know, I don't even know how to intro this next topic. I It's been dominating my mind and I felt like a lunatic speaking out about it. But I have had this agent, agent Cooper in the in the in the in the red room of twin peaks, <laughs> the twin peaks talking to the little person and he's just telling him all the secrets and i feel like i've heard them because it's like i feel like i see what's going on here and i and you and i actually are a little bit different on how we are viewing this but i think we're both just like what the hell's going on you know and uh there's this thing called monkey pox out right now um i think it's going to be a thing i think it's going to be a thing and I am the the funny thing is the libs don't know about this yet. They do a little bit, but like I I did a little test with my parents and people yeah. who aren't really they're plugged into like they're plugged into all the lib outlets, so they like know. Like I'll know if they know, then I know it's a thing, like usually. And I remember, you know, famously my my parents had told me when COVID first started in February, I was or like in February of twenty twenty. January around that time, I'm like, yeah, this COVID thing's crazy. I'm like, I'm kind of like hoping I don't get it, you know? Because I'm like, at the time, I'm like, that's not scary as hell. I saw people in China; they died in the street. Dad, you didn't see that? Yeah, and uh, you know, and yeah, then, and then and then he's like, I bet you you have a stronger chance of getting hit by a car than getting COVID. He like told me like, hey, shut up, man. Yeah, like, like that, which is he told you the funny. truth. Well, okay, but I work in the road, so it's like, Dad, come on. You know, like, yeah, I, yeah, I will get hit by a car. Maybe like it's it's a pretty <laughs> high chance for me. Yeah, like, like yeah, like, yeah, a lot of things that I'll have. But no, nonetheless, you know, I'm like, 
that happened. And right now, I feel like we're in that phase with Monkey Pie. I remember talking to my dad. My dad's like, what the hell is that? You know, he's just like, come on. He's like, that's something in Africa. You know, like people still think like that. They're just like, that's a thing that happens yeah. in those countries. You know, like we're here and we're, you know, Tr- Trump wanted to, to turn us into that, you know, but like we're, you know, we're going to be fine. And I was like, okay, but I, in my head, I'm like, this is going to be a thing because I just see the same trends developing with it with yeah. a new nuance that i'm not sure that the right is gonna help us fight this i think it's like a preview it's a flashback to what happened with coronavirus because coronavirus is a name there's yeah. a <laughs> cor- coronavirus coronavirus no in uh yeah. february 2020 the liberals on the left were like you should go to chinese restaurants and <laughs> Hug it's a racist. Chinese person. It's, it's People used to, to say talk about like this. That. Yeah, and hug so a Chinese the right girl. said, "Okay, well, you guys are crazy hypocrites, and um, we want to like own the libs, and so to own the libs, we're gonna say like, no, this is very serious, not helpful. Like, I feel like I've given the right a lot of credit. Um, yeah." And they still might. They still might. I just I don't like what I'm seeing early. That's all I'm saying out of this one. I'm just saying I've given them their credit. I've given them their due Uh for like Mm -hmm. all the COVID stuff, um, many times. But it it, they have memory hold the fact that they were lockdowners in the beginning. uh, Many people and a lot of them who they were I, I, were they locked down or I, I will say were they just like precaution takers kind of people i, I would i because i remember people just like scrambling and I buying crazy say, do you think they were lockdowners early um well what would be a lockdowner at Somebody that time said we need to stay at home like fear-mongering about it right 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 true okay okay fair fear i mean yes. Yeah, I think I maybe not like oh the police should like arrest people who are going to church type of lockdown. Right, because I never thought they got that crazy. Yeah, but yeah, definitely like people should be shamed for not everyone on the right. I'm just saying some like I'm just saying some of the right. The talking heads, I think you're you're yeah, not the Mm -hmm. people, but right commentators like Mm -hmm. people. It's okay to shame people for like social gatherings and like people need to prep and people need to pay precautions and it's going to be really definitely the prepping scary. definitely the prepping thing um yeah. you know so okay maybe your right lockdowner wouldn't be the right word I, so I mean, we're arguing over words i mean who cares MAGA yeah. friends but um <laughs> so Damn. sorry bald, bald but, eagle 1776 is not gonna retweet your next tweet i hate to be I, but you lost um, i mean like fear-mongering there was fear-mongering going on okay mm. and it was the fear-mongering a lot of it was just motivated by right. like anti-china sentiments and a lot of disgust about the way that liberals seem to be dealing with it and mm-hmm. now we have the same thing going on where like liberals are saying, oh, it's homophobic to talk about this. And then so in response to that, the right is saying, well, you made it so like people couldn't go to funerals and see their dying family members and close schools. So why are you saying it's too much to ask gay people not to have orgies, et cetera, et cetera, which is a completely valid point uh but we have it's hypocrisy proved- there is hypocrisy it's <laughs> yes, fair yeah there's a lot of hypocrisy i completely agree the hypocrisy is really crazy but 
are we in a public health emergency where we need to be telling people what to do? And that's and, the main question. And if and let's be real, there are certain people that use this as an opportunity to be like, see, global homo, uh, you know, all these the 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 thing they're turning kids gay, like they're grooming, they're doing all this stuff that does. <laughs> manifest into like a monkey monkeypox is a real thing and the gays will spread to the kids by being pedophiles i've seen it i've seen it i've seen it from people i should i didn't want to see it from too like well it's, i've it, seen it, it too but i mean i really feel like a lot of it is just um you know like when you have an anonymous like it's like so, the anonymous twitter true. accounts like are great like obviously like everything filters down from the anonymous twitter accounts but at the same time, like yeah. they do just like say stuff. There's a LARP kind of element of like, <laughs> like um, they do yeah. just say like sometimes just are like, yeah, like here's this like really extreme thing I'm going to say, you know, which is has benefits saying, and it has yeah. drawbacks. Right. So yeah. I don't know if people are like really thinking like, oh, I really thought this whole monkeypox thing through and like I'm convinced that it was spread by a pedophilia to these kids i think it's more like okay but but what's the alternative to that oh let's say let's say this okay walk this back what is monkeypox right some people are like okay well how do how do we know what monkeypox is okay i first off we're gonna get to this in a minute this the spiciest part of it what is it because i don't think you or i even know but let's just say that the reports of monkeypox are true let's just say that 98 percent of it is spread between gay men I, I tend to think that's probably true to be honest like but it whatever you know well something's happening right and the uh what what when i see the reports of i've seen these random things like five kids text positive for monkey pilot like, no proof of anything just five kids tested positive now you'll see in the comment sections and you're right it's the anonymous people as the guys making jokes i i do think there's a sense of concern where people say well if it is only spread that way how are the kids getting it now that being said yeah. let's say that's not true Okay, well then liberals will say it's airborne. That's how well, the kids are getting it. Well, don't they say it's skin to skin? It's just skin, skin to is skin. Something that involved that will involve a measure being placed on me is what I'm saying. Like, like what 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 I what I mean in a sense is like you'll get you'll get uh, somebody saying like, well, they're getting it somehow, right? They're getting it somehow, whether it's skin to skin, whether uh, maybe a hug, maybe just rub shoulders with somebody, maybe it's some crazy thing like that. That's even scarier to me to the fact where I'm like, okay then you're you're coupling the fact that there is some some speculation that pcr i mean they are doing swabs of lesions to test it without drawing blood just swabs of lesions uh, there's yeah. two huge blood laboratories um i'm blanking on the names of them but it's lab corp and then something else that will yeah. not say it so they're not necessarily they're testing it in the way essentially not now it's not the same as a nose swab for covid but that is where covid would they say is at its highest concentration and you're just sending that with doctors doing an eye test on you for lesions, you know, well, it's and a P isn't it? And it's PCR. It's PCR, which it's scared PCR. the hell out of me. Well, you and I both said but, that the minute we, they yeah. go PCR, it's very scary. <laughs> but okay. About the pedophilia thing. I'm not saying that they're not pushing that narrative. Like I understand they are pushing that narrative, but I just think it's like to dunk on people, you know, it's possible. Like, I'm just saying it's, it's possible i'm scared of what's to come is what i'm saying uh, there's gonna be a highly published i just i'm throwing this out there. there's gonna well, be a highly starts... publicized thing with it's like adopted gay parents and their yeah. child all have monkey but pops. that's like the problem yeah. with that's the problem with a lot of the way that the discourse works is it starts to just dunk on people but then it totally. becomes 
it can really snowball really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, the vibes, so I'm, could, I'm a jokester, but like, I, I can tell when like, like a lot of times, sometimes I'm like, there's some, I don't know, man, like there's some things <laughs> happening where I'm like, I, you serious? Like, and, and it's scary to me that it's like, okay, let's, let's break this down now. I, I'm scared of that narrative where like, I'm just scared of that one story. Now in the Bay area, when, when COVID happened, it was a guy who went to China, came back, yeah, was in the house with his wife. And then the Bay area got just crushed by COVID. That was like literally how it happened. So w- I'm not maybe we're not going to get, I'm not suggesting there's going to be full on COVID style lockdowns. Right. But I am saying like, if they start saying you got to mask up at work, right. Like because of this, because of strictly because to stop the spread of monkeypox and COVID perhaps, right. Both. You could do both. And then (laughs) that's the thing is like, it's it's just another thing to throw at the dartboard. Like just "Ah, that, you know, like just how about that too? How about we had fascism too. You'd be scared of fascism at work. Like just all these things don't leave your house. So I I, I I realize I sound very paranoid about this, but it's it's like I see some of the some of the things that I'm like, is this just a new thing? And, you know, well, I hope it does not become a thing on the level of covid. But I mean, it's very concerning that they can declare a public health emergency with zero deaths like that should not be. How are we at this point where that's allowed? And what does that mean? A public emergency? like It means like that, that they're, they can then devote tons of public funding and resource towards it. So it's basically, we're announcing to you guys that um, we're going to take a bunch of your money, public money, mm-hmm. and devote it to this thing that no one has died from. Yeah. And like, you know, there's, I'd see a report guy died in Brazil. He had leukemia, but like he died of, monkey yeah. you know, like, and, and it's like, you know, not to make light of that, but it's like, this, it's just all these things. It's like, he died with it, not from it. Where'd we hear that from? You know? Like, yeah. And it's, it's scary. It's really, it's scary. not great that there isn't like pushback on the narrative. Like I'm kind of waiting to see if it's a, becomes a thing, I guess, but I'm just frustrating. I'm just frustrated that I think there might be some people because of the gay thing. There's, you know, it's been publicized. Like, I, I it's been publicized in a sense. Like, you know, you have the don't say gay bill. You have all these things. I'm not even saying I, I disagree with that bill or anything. It's just, it's just there's certain things where it's, it's in the, it's in the, it's, it's being pushed around. You know, and that's yeah. always been a thing. Like, I, I, I knew people as uh, there was a gay preschool teacher i remember at this one really good preschool and there would like always be these people talking about like oh i'm not gonna put my kid there because of aids i grew up in the early 90s right like yeah. it's like because because of, of aids you know and, and things like that and i i'm okay here's my thing i don't care if you're homophobic i truly whatever it's not my thing i i actually pretty pretty strongly against that to be honest but like whatever i don't i it's tough for me to like nickel and you're not homophobic but you're not homophobic phobic well, I mean, when I said that's not my thing, I meant homophobia is not my thing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm also not that either. There's a lot of things I'm not here in this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, I I don't do the whole performative homophobia that that people seem to be doing lately. And like, you'll see people like Matt Walsh toss stuff out there too, which is what scares me and stuff like that. Like people listen to that guy, you know. And and I'm not yeah. trying to regulate anyone's speech, but for me, like, if you didn't, if you saw over the last two years that the de- the demon that was above us right now was anything other than public health the specter of public health the 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 tentacles of public health and how yeah. that just changed human psychology like forget what it changed people that died from public health measures forget all that stuff human psychology has completely changed from there 
And if you see, I'm, I'm scared of people just being like, well, this is a politi- strictly a political thing. And you'll hear big brain people saying like, you need to punish your political enemies. And, you know, this is a protected class of the Democratic Party. And it's like, this is way bigger than that, dude. Like, yeah. It's well, yeah. I think a lot of those people. OK, so I mean, it just goes back to what I was saying about like the early coronavirus days. I love <laughs> bringing those, back coronavirus. Let's bring it back. People Lord, like Matt yeah. Walsh. I have to confess, I'm not sure I know his whole coronavirus trajectory, but there's various sort of daily caller, like big right wing media people um, who in 2021 started being anti-lockdown. So in like the end of 2021 started commenting on it and being against it, things like that. Um, Doing like the, what's it, what was like, I will not comply. That was a big catchphrase Mm. they had when the vaccines came around. I'm sure they were all vaccinated though. Um, But they basically came to it late, but because there weren't a lot of big people talking about it, were able to position themselves as thought leaders, anti-lockdown, anti-mandate thought leaders. Mm -hmm. And obviously the help was very welcome because then it was great to have, not the end of 2021, sorry, I'm at the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021. Um, It was better, like more people were on the same page, um, but... I'm not sure all of those people followed really closely the data or something like they weren't like one of us with the charts, like in (laughs) figuring out, like going through Pfizer documents, you know? So I'm not sure Matt Walsh like holds it. I, but if you speak to people, I, it's just my, you know, I, I get it. I know what you're saying. You're right. I'm just saying, I'm I'm panicking. I I understand. I am like, it's, Oh no, I'm what I'm saying is I don't think that they, understood necessarily the public health aspect or what was going on with the CDC, what was going on with the FDA or how we got here. Um, And it was more just another thing, another point to talk about, about how bad the left is, which point taken, but um, it was more a tool than a main issue it's more like a discourse tool to say they did the lockdowns they did this horrible stuff um than something that they had really been following from the beginning and attuned to from the beginning so i don't think someone like matt walsh knows the significance of the pcr test totally not. i i bet i'm sure not i'm at sure all. yeah i'm sorry matt walsh if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> That would be a that'd be a fun, fun thing to find out, but yeah, the, the, uh, but you know, like Ben Shapiro doesn't know like what the PCR test is or why it's not good. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, I mean, maybe I, I, Candace right. Owens does. I bet she does actually. Yeah, um, I, I, bet, I bet she does. But, yeah. yeah. No, you're right, Jeez. and I, I haven't seen what I haven't seen what people who like talking heads like Robert Mullen. I haven't seen if they've said anything about this yet. I haven't even looked. Well, that's know. the other problem is that everybody who came out, uh, like everybody who, well, not everybody, but a lot of the people who were really strong on the COVID dystopia stuff have been censored, so we don't really know what they're saying. Yeah, you know. So, like, then you got, unless yeah. you're checking Robert Malone's Substack, you then don't you got just... people who get uncensored, and you're like, all right, 
but nonetheless. Oh, like me, yeah, very not, suspicious. Not not you, uh, not you, but just talking about another big guy, big 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 account that got restored. That uh, is an interesting guy, but nonetheless, I won't. Uh, I won't why say. wait? Why won't you say who it is? Okay, Alex Berenson, fine, whatever. Oh, <laughs> Alex Berenson. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, but... I, don't I don't know. Maybe you're in a group chat with. I don't know. Like he might start talking about it if it. I I he did actually. He's a beta a guy, things. you know. Yeah, I hope so because I'm just like, man, um, I'm like, we need some people on our side on this because I, it's okay to the to the meat of this. Okay, one th one reason I don't I don't think people should overreact, and I'm 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 kind of I'm you're starting to speak to me on this as far as uh, we have to determine, and it's it's people are always like scared to go this far, but I think it's important. Does monkeypox exist? <laughs> Truly, I, it's like I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You can. I, I'm. I'll claim this one because I, I. You. You get a lot of crap sometimes when you when you say uh, some some stuff. Like people come at you like, "Hey, what the hell? What are you talking about?" Like for me, like I, I can be that guy. I'll be like, "Does it exist?" Because I'm like, you know, we're determining it through PCR, which like anything that is PCR dependent, the inventor decided that that's not even that shouldn't even be a large scale testing thing. So. We, we know that's not a good test, but does it, I mean, does it exist? Like a doctor's yeah. looking at you and you're taking a PCR test. They already have on the FDA website, what medical professionals should do in case of false positive. And they're just like, eh, just, just, yeah, you know, like just log it in, you know, like, they're just like, and it's, it's, it's scary to see this. And I am just, I'm, I, I'm just scared that people can't have, can't identify the enemy here. Like the real enemy here is that actually with AIDS, I mean, like really AIDS, Fauci's still around. Yeah. Like it's the same guy. And it's, a, it's, I mean, this is, you want to talk about gay the same men, guy and right? it's like, the same test. It's like the same gay, test platform. It, that's the guy who's, he was doing the toilet seat stuff with AIDS. Yeah. Like, I mean, like we're, 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 we're talking about that guy. So I am scared of like, you know, you talk about how Fauci is like, oh, nobody believes him anymore. People still believe him. Like there's, yeah. You'll find Fauci believers everywhere. Like it's, they're, they're there. Like, well, I think so. I think the thing with monkeypox is even if it doesn't come become an issue, like it blows over, um, it has just really illustrated the lack of lessons learned from this whole experience. <laughs> because the idea that they could declare another public health emergency after everything they did is absolutely amazing. Like that they still just have this authority and that um there isn't near universal like condemnation of the idea that the united states would with zero deaths say we are in a public health emergency is very disturbing to me and it's disturbing that with monkeypox uh we are not i've looked at the photos and there was that guy that guy um the buzzfeed journalist who wrote about how he got monkeypox oh yeah and he had like I saw a an ad for that. I saw an ad for that on Craigslist. I almost responded to be the BuzzFeed guy that got that uh, writes about getting monkey <laughs> He had like and... a picture of his lesion, one lesion, and I, there's videos with there was that woman on TikTok who had lesions on her face and stuff. Oh, that was yeah. And yeah. those images don't look like the image of monkeypox yeah. that is on the World Health Organization's website. Right. So I want to see. And I don't think this is crazy, but it's, I'm sure some people would think this is like horrible, like fascist thing to say or something, but I just want to see a very clear list of symptoms 
and I want to see pictures of exactly what the lesions are, should be and exactly what they should not be. Because um, I feel like if we're in a situation where there's thousands and thousands of yeah. symptomatic cases, it should be clear. And it feels like a flashback from COVID where it was like 20 different symptoms right. are coronavirus. I, 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 I'm inclined to agree. And it's like, you know, cause I remember dealing with COVID we had, there were like the COVID doesn't actually exist people. And I was like, okay guys, like, come on, like, let's, you know, let, let's not do that, you know? And, and, but I'm with this, it's like, we have, I think we do have an actual case for like, okay, what what's going on? Because, and also we have to realize is what they are vaccinated or let me make sure I have this, this right. I have it saved somewhere, but the uh, monkeypox, there had been ideas floated out that the smallpox vaccine would be used to yeah. inoculate against mo monkeypox. Right. It's, it's shown to be effective. That's just, that's just what we're told shown to be effective. Um, so you're just supposed to accept that. And, pe and people do sadly, there were people lining up to get it. Um, I understand the fear because if you are in the demographic and you see that number 98% or whatever gay men. And yeah. Stuff, and like, they're really like been terrorized because of AIDS. And it's stuff, AIDS. So, There's pressure yeah. there with AIDS. I totally agree. And, um, and we'll get to that. It'll be the last thing we talk about tonight, but the, uh, um, Holy there's, I saw this thing, ACAM 2000, which is, uh, it's a live smallpox vaccine. So, this is being reported in Cron 4 News, California. That's that's real. That's I, I live out here, so that, that's a real thing. Yeah, and you know, I you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if that's a, they, sometimes you see those weird wacky news number channels. Yeah. And you're like, is that a, no, a real news yeah, channel? It's real. Yeah, if it's yeah. Real, Cron 4 is real. So um uh, I can I have it on my TV. But the uh uh San Francisco is about to deploy 200 shots of ACAM 2000, a live smallpox vaccine, into the population to fight monkeypox. And now we're not, I don't think we're sure on this. Now, this is something, there was a, an effort to get soldiers, was it soldiers vaccinated against smallpox during the Iraq yeah, war? Yeah, so it was um, under Bush. There was the anthrax scare um, mm. and, and there was a fear of biological warfare and specifically with smallpox. So they stockpiled a bunch of smallpox vaccines and they wanted to vaccinate military personnel and healthcare workers. When the healthcare workers started asking too many questions about the side effects, they decided to stop the program. Um, the healthcare workers were concerned because there was potential to have it spread um, to other members of their household have like members of their household get smallpox. This was at, like admitted by the company, so that's how they knew. And uh, they also were concerned because people with, I think eczema or other conditions could have adverse reactions. So when they started asking about, uh, you know, well, who's gonna pay if that happens? The companies were like, okay, we're not doing this because they had liability. Mm. so and Fauci said okay so I don't know if the this current ones they're gonna use the smallpox ones are from the ones they stockpiled under Bush but Fauci said implied that they were they're yeah I mean either... how do you stockpile what, what were you stockpiling I mean it's stockpiling implies that it's from a past 
Aaron. Well, they might have replaced them at one point. Perhaps. From, yeah, it might not be from that exact one, but yeah. I mean, how do I mean? How it do, might not yeah. be the original ones. They they might have replaced them. That's my my question. But it is from the reason they have it is from that program. They didn't like say, okay, we're just going to throw them away. They held on to them or at least replaced them at one point. So, yeah. And I don't I don't think. Uh... Even even then, like just the smallpox vaccine, and well, that's another thing I'm a little bit scared of is like a lot of people just when they hear smallpox vaccine, they're like, oh my gosh, Native Americans blankets colonialism, like I don't want to get that. And you're like, you know, it's it's this virus that like you you if I go out right now and talk to a few people where I'm like, yeah, the COVID stuff always seemed a little overblown. Like you might get like one person at this point and be like, yeah, I think I agree with you. You know, like now, <laughs> like out of that. But like if you tell people that like, hey, the smallpox thing, it ain't what you think. People are like, what do you what do you come on dude like you know yeah like smallpox well, was... is gonna, we have we have like a marvel movie style like how we got rid of smallpox like it's very epic and cinematic how we got rid of it yeah you know? right quote well, unquote uh, but well it was also i mean people have been primed for it throughout covid too because even on the covid skeptic side smallpox eradication and the smallpox vaccine were held up as the Tot gold standard yeah they go, this isn't this vaccine. And you're yeah. like, well, I don't even like that one. So I don't know what to tell you. But the smallpox vaccine is, um, I mean, this is not like, a, this is from the mouth of Anthony Fauci. The smallpox vaccine is a vaccine that has a lot of adverse events, which is why totally. it's limited in use. I don't think my generation of kids got them, to be honest. Yeah. No, because it's, they have to limit it because it's like, very heavy duty. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I, and they already tried to distribute it to the general population and they could not because people were rightfully concerned. So yeah, I hope they do not distribute that one. And if they are going to distribute it, stick to the monkeypox one. Okay, and then this is my my scary situation with all this is that you know the the solution creating the problem. If you know where I'm going here, uh, yeah, you 200, 200 according to Quran for two hundred uh, of these ACAM two thousand uh, vaccines, live smallpox vaccines being put into the arms of people. Two hundred is not like a huge number in terms of San Francisco. If you just say two hundred people in San Francisco. I mean, it's a huge city. Uh, what if we start seeing pictures pop up of lesions popping up right after that? Because I didn't see I didn't see the lesion pictures until after the big New York City line of people getting. Yeah, I did, I'm not saying those are those people, but it's like I didn't start seeing the the lesion fear porn. Well, uh, it's just you know, hard. Until, to, yeah, I mean, it, we don't just, know. We, I'm just saying we, we don't, don't know. They're, yeah, I'm we, throwing out these ideas because we truly don't. know. I know. I mean, we yeah, don't know. Yeah. And it's it's like yeah. I wish we could know. But um. Yeah. The scary thing is that immediately it would be a wrong thing to suggest anything of the sort. Yeah. Um, I think we're still in the period. If it becomes a thing, like right now, still the period where we can be like, ha ha, we're monkeypox deniers. <laughs> but it, as soon as it becomes a thing, it's not going to be acceptable. 
to make or jokes like, about it. It's gonna be very serious, you know. What if we're wrong and it's just it's just really bad and we're just like shit, like we we miss it. No, I'm kidding. But that, that, that no, truly like I I just try I I see I just reading the tea leaves. Like I said, I just I felt this thing where I'm like, yeah, it's gonna become a culture war and public health's just gonna be looming over both sides this time because both sides are gonna want limitations on a certain core demographic of people and it's going to be scary like but then also you know i see a million things happening i just don't want to i don't want i want people to know that public health doesn't know what they're doing like or if yeah, they, they do, really don't or know they know what they're doing yeah. and, and they're intentionally doing the wrong thing either way they, you should trust them <laughs> they really don't know what they're doing and um there's no protections in place it's not like there's some adults at the top who like if things got too crazy would reel it in you know <laughs> really anything could happen anything and happen they're protected so sort of like if you want the gay sex parties whatever i'm sorry i'm this is not my language um but if you want that to get shut down like there will be more things shut down that's, like that's what I'm saying. it will not Stop. be no more orgies and that's all <laughs> like it yeah. will be then cascading and restrictions there's if you know the money that goes into public health especially after a state of emergency is declared because that literally just means money coming in to to, yeah. to take care of this they're not going to be like well that small percentage of the population of homosexual open homosexual men that go to orgies they're going to get the restrictions slapped on them nope no nope. you will too no because they're definitely gonna, because not. with fake pcr tests if you lean into this and say even if gay people are the epicenter of it they might even admit that i'm not saying they won't admit that people are saying they won't they won't address that no they might but they could say that it's easily transmissible and therefore you have to take the vaccine and you have to wear the mask and you have so it's like you you can use yeah. this as a political thing i don't think it's gonna work when you go that route when you go the like we're in we're in late stage you know weimar republic shit like people that you know the people that do all that insane stuff okay chill out you know like you do that <laughs> That's how you think. I'm never whatever. I'm I'm not trying to convince you the other way. Whatever. Who cares? Well, they have their like cultural exactly. concerns. Exactly. Leave know? that at the door when you're talking about public health. That's all I'm saying. Leave that at the door. Yeah. I, it, it, you'll you'll get to the root cause a lot faster. I'm just I just I'm pleading to people. I'm not trying to hate on them because I will become very bitter if I have if if I'm told I have to wear a mask to go into Safeway. <laughs> I'm just saying I will become very mad. I will become one of those annoying people if if I'm not already annoying people that go on the timeline. I told you. I was right. I, I'm going to do that. And I'm, I, I, it's, I can't do it again, guys. Please don't. We need, to get, we need to reject public health measures for stuff like this that we don't even know is truly real yet. So yeah. That's, that's, that's my, I've been sounding insane this whole episode. I'm sorry, Alex, but this has been on my mind for a long time. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm just still, my fingers are crossed. It doesn't yeah. become a thing. Like, it's well, we just, need that. We need the optimism. We need, I, I mean, I still think it's bad. I personally still think it's bad to, to scare people like let's say it doesn't become a thing and it's just this is what it is and they just give a bunch of gay men the monkeypox vaccine i personally think it's bad to scare people into lining up to get a vaccine that they don't know anything about i think that's already not good i mean yeah i don't think that they should be scaring people for something that's has not produced fatalities in this country. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is that why is that a crazy thing to say? <laughs> well, there's the aesthetic element, all right? COVID didn't have that aesthetic element of lesions and stuff and, you know, in, in embarrassing areas, you know, like they did like that that gets people to line up because that's very scary to people, you know, like like I that that is 
got to be why it's happening. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's got to be that. And and I'm I. But don't you think it's also because of the? I I feel like even if it wasn't, uh, even if this had happened in 2019, I don't think people would be as scared. I feel like it's a pattern of thinking and a pattern of behavior that people are used to. Totally. Like they're just in this mentality, like new disease, go get the vaccine, new disease, go get the vaccine. I believe like that's in the mass the, formation cycle. It's that's true. the natural yeah. thing to do. It's the mass. I mean, I, I they mean there create is mass this, Yeah. They also create this scarcity thing where they tell people there's not enough and then they want to get it even more, you know? And I mean, if you really want to get it, like, okay, that's completely your choice, but is it based on uh like have you been given like a respectful uh rundown of all the benefits and risks yeah if you go on yelp for any business like go on yelp and you want to see people's like reviews of a place before you go eat at it have have at least the same concern (laughs) for the shot you're gonna take that's all i'm gonna say well people assume i would just say like people assume that um and again, I'm not saying if you want to take whatever medical product you want to take, like that's fine. But people really assume that there's basically an adult at the top, like mom and dad are at the top and they're going to protect me from anything that could go wrong. And that is categorically not the case. So yeah. what's happened with the FDA specific, like the CDC is a mess in its own way, but with the FDA specifically, and um, with the way in which medical products are distributed, uh, there is clearly regulatory capture going on and there is no one protecting you. And by regulatory capture, I mean like downright corruption. There's no one protecting you. You don't know um, if the things that they approve have basis in medical science. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, during the opioid crisis, they got in trouble at the FDA because they had a safety meeting, like after people had complained about safety um, concerns for a while. And it was revealed that the advisors in the meeting, half of them had gotten money from Purdue or other opioid manufacturers, right? Have they solved this problem? No, they have not. I looked at the advisors that were sitting in on the June 15th meeting to approve the vaccines for kids under five. And again, out of 21, 10 to 11 had received money in consulting fees or research funding from biopharmaceutical companies, some of them from Pfizer, and um, but also from companies that had relationships with Moderna and Pfizer, companies that uh, were producing mRNA products and companies that had a role in the trials. So this is going on, it's not kosher and there's nobody who is putting a check on it. The media is not putting a check on it. The government's not putting a check on it. Certainly not coming from the FDA or the CDC. But um, so I think everybody should know that each that new medical product you take, you should look into it yourself because there has not necessarily been a thorough and objective process around it. No. And oftentimes it's been completely the other way around. It's been completely cherry picked data. It's been, it's, it's been to get it on the market. I mean, you have, you have even just speaking in general, you have literal TV commercials 
with like men fly fishing for drugs. Yeah. They're just like, ask your doctor. And then your doctor's like, oh, looks at the list. Yeah, that's cool. You should get that, you know? And then that's that's yeah. what you put in your body. So it's like, that. Uh, just, you know, have some. And I think food. after everything we just went, like after everything we just went through, it should not be considered like a paranoid thing to say no. or think, you know? <laughs> like, not at all. Not at all. It should be rational at this point. Like I'm going to look at, look into it myself you know each new thing i decide to take but for the standard liberal mentality that's like crazy horrible how can you that's like you're a bad person and a conspiracy theorist you know yeah treat like like they treat you like just like the ins like insane people like julianne more safe like the movie you know like they yeah. just treat, they, you're like that person and yeah. um but yeah like so yeah um you know I'm I'm getting crazy. You're a little more level headed about it, so I, I'm 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 glad just, for that. The minute you freak out, I'll freak out real hard. The minute I'm like, the minute you freak out, I'm gonna like. Um, I think I would be scared if there starts being um, deaths. Then I'll be really concerned about what's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, there there you go. So last thing we want to talk about AIDS. AIDS. Yeah. What a there it is. I, I no. Yeah period but uh, <laughs> the uh the the hiv aids i have always heard from people i respect uh uh benjamin braddock somebody i talk to regularly he's got he's got the whole aids dissertation on on on, mm -hmm. on what it truly is and stuff i've never actually read anything um i'm probably going to because uh i remember what i don't I can't remember if it was you but might have recommended inventing the aids virus uh it was a book yeah by peter Dewsbury. okay yeah that was you yeah. so um, I'm, I'm definitely going to get into it, but what can you tell me about the way, okay, well, the way we look so, at AIDS now in retrospect and what you know about it? So if we get into like a monkeypox world, it's going to be a mashup of the AIDS stuff and the COVID stuff. So if people want to research the alternative <laughs> AIDS history, um, yeah, it's good to read Duisburg. You really don't have to believe everything he says. Um, Carrie Mullis, who invented the PCR test, wrote the introduction yeah. to inventing the AIDS virus. Wow. And I think in his introduction, Carrie Mullis says, like, yeah, I don't agree with everything Duisburg says. Um, but you have to imagine Peter Duisburg would be, if we had a COVID equivalent, a professor at UC Berkeley who was like, yeah, I don't think this is a novel virus, and just <laughs> stayed on that track like throughout the past two years and then for many years after that and like wrote book, you know, kept writing about it and arguing with people about it. Like we don't have any equivalent to anyone who went that hard. Um, so, you know, you can definitely take his whole book with a grain of salt and that this is not necessarily an endorsement of all his ideas, but um, he was one of the main people who said that he had very serious concerns about AZT, which was the old chemotherapy drug that they were giving people, which he thought was killing a lot of people. And um, basically, he, he was also very, uh, he was very good at describing some of the things that he felt were had happened in the sciences. Like he kind of argued that there was a problem with the way that virus 
people looking for new viruses were behaving, the problem with funding, problems with peer review, um, and problems with the whole scientific model that had developed since the Manhattan Project, where everything was on big teams and tons of people were getting PhDs, and he thought the quality of work was going down. So all of that is at the beginning, and that's really interesting, even if you don't accept his later conclusions about AIDS. Um, and then there's also other people who wrote about it who weren't as extreme, like Celia Farber is was a journalist, an investigative journalist, and I think she's written about COVID and probably her COVID stuff has been more extreme, um, but she had things published in magazines like Harper's about AZT and how it was potentially dangerous. Wow. And um, so she had like a level of respectability, but her career got kind of messed up. Huh. You know, people came after her. Right, <laughs> right, like, right. But none of these people are motivated in any way by any kind of homophobia or anything. Like they're just very concerned about the science. Um, right. So I think that, yeah, it will be interesting to see what goes on if any of the same narratives come up again, because the, the basically the interesting thing about the like quote unquote AIDS denialists, which are these people, is that they basically are blaming the government action and like Fauci and the right. drugs that were given to people uh, for a lot of the fatalities. But the mainstream AIDS narrative is that government inaction was responsible for a lot of the fatalities. Totally. So you have this like argument, which is also what we've been talking about with COVID. Like, is it government inaction or is it government action that's right. causing <laughs> a lot of problems? Like, that's the question. Yeah. So. I mean, and I'll, I'll say this about well, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'll say this about 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 like monkeypox is like I, I okay viruses in my my opinion, just from I've read dissolving illusions I, and I've just the things that I've gleaned from that book is that viruses are either infrastructural and environmentally, you know, created right? Where you just have poor infrastructure, poor sanitation, uh, things like that. And then that creates viruses or they're made in labs. I'm sorry. Those are the two ways to do viruses nowadays. Either your infrastructure is wrong or, and I'm talking about major pandemics and stuff. It's, it's, that's, that's when you trace it all back and you read the right stuff, that's where it comes from. And, um, we had, uh, Benjamin Braddock on not a long, I mean, Actually, I think it was about two months ago. And this is when mm. you first started hearing about like monkeypox, just like the word itself, just monkeypox. Yeah. It's a thing. And you're just like, I remember everybody was like, come on. If I was like the onion, there was like, what? And uh, the it was a thing. And, you know, he had seen some things that like, hey, man, I don't know if this is the same one. I don't know if this is the same virus yeah. that 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 these people are talking about. But in 1958. There were researchers, vaccine researchers, trying to create uh, certain vaccines for, um, I, I think it was polio at the time, but it might have been smallpox as well. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure which one, but uh, creating in the cell linings of, of apes, chimpanzees and stuff. And then all of a sudden, something like monkeypox was reported to be discovered in that. So, yeah. um, you, you, of course. That, <laughs> but then also, we have these gain of function labs where you yeah. take these viruses that, 
wherever you think COVID came from, it was taken to gain a function. Yeah. On whether you think that's Fort Detrick or Wuhan, I've never cared about the debate between the two. It's hey, why not both? You know, like I, I, I think both probably happened in my opinion. But like there, that could get enhanced and rolled out. I just there's so many things we've laid out about nine different takes that you could have on monkeypox, and I don't know if, how married I am to any of them. I, I'm just like I don't, and we don't even know if it exists. So I'm like these people that make these sweeping political statements because we have an election looming. See the bigger picture. Yeah. If you see, if you saw COVID as only the political weapon, you will fall for something else. Like you need to have that. Know your enemy. Yeah. Right? Like know your enemy. That's the that's the 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 biggest thing I can say about all this. And that's just the, the I I know people people make these jokes and that's totally fine. I hey I'm a guy that jokes on the internet as well. So that I that's totally fine. I just don't let that actually like really influence like what you think should happen, right? When you want to, when you want to, yeah, close off the orgies, right? But I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm not sure how much control we have over it anyway. I mean, I do see those takes, and I'm like, I don't know, but I feel like I don't know how much. I feel like it's already rolling. I feel like it's so easy for them to just. Um, tell like give us the new thing, and like whatever, whatever boat people are on. Once the new thing comes, it's like ants. Yeah. Like, well, ants are very organized, actually. So that's a terrible example, but <laughs> it's like some other disorganized creature, you know, scrambling around. Like so flies. Flies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I people know. were very unified around the time of, um you know, the Canadian truckers and stuff. Yeah. And then Ukraine happened and it was like, now we're all arguing and no one can remember any of the last six months anyway. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know, like, I I don't know if the jokes people make online really have any effect once the ball is already rolling. True. You know, I mean, I completely agree with you in a way, like in a way I agree with you that they're seeding 99% of the narrative. And what we're trying to say in this conversation is don't seed Mm -hmm. all of that. But maybe what we're doing is also futile too. Right. Yeah. Because now like I had to bring up Peter Duesberg and I sound crazy and it's like, now this is very fringe thing. So, you know, (laughs) I don't know if it, I don't know what there is to be done. I know that's the dang. That was before I was born. <laughs> this has been the thing. It's just like, damn, we just hopped into it, you know? Yeah. Like just, just, yeah. That sucks. Well, on that, on that happy note, um, uh, uh, uh Alex, uh, once again, always a pleasure. Uh, just, yeah. Thanks so much for having me on any, anytime. Um, wonder it was a, it was a, it was a wonderful talk. I'm the crazy one right now. Um, I'm, I'm, just a lot. I think I have generational trauma from COVID. I think from it's COVID. It yeah, yeah. It's I mean, lingering me trauma. I don't believe it's... in therapy. Otherwise, I'd go. But yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> I would go to therapy. But I feel like a therapist <laughs> no. would protect me. Like I, I don't think they would talk to me. You know, they'd have a trap door in the chair, and you just <laughs> see you later. I would yeah. say like my start saying like the start of my problems, and they would be like, "Are you some kind of Republican?" <laughs> just, yeah. Like, have you considered their voting office. blue? Just writes on a script pad, dude. Just voting blue, no matter who. Have you thought about that? Yeah. But um, 
So she's Galaxy Brain on Twitter. Um, they they try to silence her from time to time. Um, never works. Never works. Not not yet, but no, invincible. Maybe they'll get me for monkeypox. So. Yeah, that's the other thing. Once I start seeing the censoring of that, then I'm really gonna. Get yeah, scared. then that's concerning. That's yeah. when you when I get the 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 the, the whatever the a limited yeah, it's feature, gonna be yeah. Yeah, it's going to be the censorship and then like really intense on the homophobia angle. Like if they if the media like really starts to say like everyone who's a monkeypox denier is homophobic or something like that. And then if there's actually people in the hospital, then I'll be like, oh, my God, something is starting, you know. Yep, that's uh, yeah. that, that, <laughs> hey, no, you're right. I, I'm with you on that one, but yeah, that's uh, on that note. Uh, we did launch a sub stack. Go, everybody, go check it out. Rarecandy.substack.com, kind of fun. It's in its infant stages right now. There's exclusive audio and some print uh, from contributors on there. So, everybody, go check that out. Um, Alex, thanks again. Hope you have a safe evening, and uh, thanks, you everybody too. Else have, everybody else, have a safe week. See you guys later.